God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Bishop. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I tell you, it's so much fun being saved. And I'm not trying to hype you dudes up, man. And, I, and I'm just, uh, just what the bishop said, I'm just going to be me because I'm real comfortable being me. And, uh, and I hope you listen to what I say. I know it's 9.15. We've been here a while. But uh, I preached with Brother Rex. I preached with Sister Vesta Lane. I preached with Brother Fuller. And I preached with Brother Barnes. And I juked and jumped around with the choir. And, and I jumped around with the, the crew that was just up here. And I expect the same courtesy from you. Without any further ado, turning your attention to 2 Kings chapter 4. Thank you again, Brother Mangan, G.A. and Anthony, the great church at Alexandria. I know that my home church and some of my wonderful people here to my left have prayed the prayer of faith for me. They called me last Tuesday and Wednesday, and I was so deathly sick. I told them I didn't know whether I'd be able to come. I was in the bed for about two weeks on and off. And they got to praying for me, send me anointed handkerchief, and, and I just believe in all that stuff. You know, you can believe in stuff you don't understand. I use electric lights, don't know how they work. Israelites ate manna and said, what is it? They ate something for 40 years, couldn't explain it. I got the Holy Ghost, can't figure it out. So what? Praise God. 2 Kings 4. I know that I'm given to much wind and words. I'll do my best to, to just put this thing together real quick if the Lord will help me. I preached this to the Lord this morning. He liked it. And I know He liked it because when I made my good points, I felt a... Now, you preachers can laugh all you want to, but you does the same thing. You get to trying them out on the Lord and just kind of, you know, say, woo, and you go, all right. <laughs> Praise God. So if you don't respond and you don't like this, you don't like the things God likes. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. The creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? She said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. When thou art come, shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels, thou shalt set aside that which is full. 
So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. She poured out. It came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. And she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Hosea 4 and 6 said, My people destroyed for the lack of knowledge. That means ignorance brings darkness and death. Illumination and light brings life and direction. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is bondage. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. You cannot have faith for what you do not know. Now I'm going to say lots of strange things and I won't expect you to go, yay, because you won't understand them right now. But if you'll just receive what I'm saying. You cannot exercise faith for what you do not know. You cannot believe without information. You can hope, but you cannot exercise faith. Faith is information. God doesn't expect you to believe something He hasn't revealed or told to you. But once it comes to you from the Word of God and your faith mixes and grabs it, now you have a foundation to exercise faith. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes, and I do mean a few minutes. My, my message is, the miracle is looking for a vessel. The miracle is looking for a vessel. Lord, bless the ministry of the Word and help me to do a great job. Bless everybody's brain and spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, I ain't got time to warm up. I'm going to start hot. You're going to start with me if you want to finish with me. I'm not going to try to resurrect the dead. And I'm not to appreciate any critiquing. And I don't think you ought to wait to the good part. As soon as I start, it's good. There is no better parts than some parts. Every part of the Word of God is full of divine energy. It has power to liberate and loose and heal and set free. Every promise is God. He's so full of power. All it's trying to do is find a place to perform. The miraculous is being preached everywhere among us. There's a yearning and a hungering thirsting coming from our hearts, but it's come from God's heart first for us to enter into that divine dimension of the supernatural. May I say to you, a miracle is a lot easier than you think. Anybody in this house can have a miracle the next few moments. The miracle is looking for a vessel. The scripture tells us a story of a woman whose husband had died. Two sons are going to be taken into slavery. May I give you my own personal analogy? Thank you. 
The world has come knocking at the church's door and is going to take from us our next generation if we don't have a miracle. Says coming to take my sons. That's our offspring. Now just be plain. If you don't wake up, sweetheart, this world, the spirit of this world will turn your daughters into whores. We'll turn your kids into drug addicts. We'll turn your people into lovers of rock music and all kinds of foolishness. The world spirit is knocking on our door. The creditor has come and wants to take the next generation. But we're looking for a miracle. We're looking for a demonstration. We need a miracle. And nothing less then a supernatural intervention is going to save our children. Sit down a second here. Try to behave. Naaman needs healing. But God's got water. Lazarus needs a resurrection. And God's got stone movers. Lepers need to be cleansed. But lepers got legs to walk and go see the priests. Let me just tell you right between your eyeballs, the oil ain't the problem, baby. I said the oil ain't the problem. The preacher said, what you got in your house? That's where the first miracle step starts. What do you got in your house that God can use for a miracle? And what do you got in your house that can hinder one? expect everything to happen a great conclave like this our homes ought to be houses of prayer our homes ought to be places of worship our homes ought to be places of dignity there ought to be honor among children and parents people live in hell holes for homes squalling and bawling fussing and cussing with everybody don't hardly have a house of prayer then they come to the church and they want the preacher to turn the crank Leave hell, come to heaven, go back to hell. What's that? I'm going to tell you this, honey. Noah had an altar when he didn't have a home. Some of us got homes, ain't got no altars. Well. The preacher gave direction. And if there's anybody here, and it couldn't possibly be, I'm just saying this for the tape ministry. Whoever might hear this tape, you that resist preachers, you're a bimbo. God has chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. People who don't want preachers to tell them nothing. Jesus was a preacher. Oh, good private revelation. You're going to end up in a bad place. Submit yourself to them that are over you in the Lord. They watch for your soul. They're going to give an answer. They're going to have to go up before the throne and say, How did old Joe Bloden Kokomo do? He said, He was a pain in the neck. He said, That's not profitable for you. 
I don't want a stinking spirit. I don't want a resentful, resistful, arrogant spirit that says I'm as smart as everybody. I'm not as smart. That's why I love preaching. That's why I love to have my hands raised. Because I'm learning. The light's turning on. I'm understanding. I'm getting new nuggets of truth. Honey, I need every bit of preaching that I can hear. Because faith cometh. Faith cometh by preaching. Comes to you by the word of God. Doesn't come from a gospel scene. Doesn't come from a concert. Saul had a preacher and a musician in his place. He chose the musician, left the preacher alone. Now don't misread me. Well, go ahead, misread me. Now watch this. I need somebody to read here for me. I can't preach and read at the same time. Somebody get over in 2 Kings 4 for just a minute. I got to go, man. I'm having a car day. 2 Kings 4. Watch this. Verse 2. If you'd read for me, please. I'll go as quick as I can. Hmm. Sure I will. And Elisha said unto her, Yeah? What should I do for thee? Yeah, what do you want, lady? Some people never want to preach until they got all kinds of hell broke loose in their life. Is that plain enough? Try to help some people's kids and resent it. Try to give them some kind of standard, a little limitation, a little something to try to help them stay in the church. And they fuss and cuss and argue with you until the idiot turns out to be pregnant or drug addict. Now all of a sudden they need to preach it. and stay close to your God there'd be a lot less hell break loose in your life and you'd have a lot of power from heaven you got a preacher who'll tell you the truth you ought to stay with him sit down sit down calm yourself what shall I do for thee? What do you want me to do for you, lady? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? What do you got in your house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. And the preacher said, Well, that's enough. Then he said, Go, boy. Wait a minute. That's enough. Some of you dudes came here to this conference, and you got less than a pot of oil. Some of you are drained almost dry. For years, I thought all the supernatural jazz belonged to that little elite group of five or six dudes who fasted till their belly buttons fell off and prayed until their tongue fell out. And now, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost is saying, all I need is a vessel. I don't need some dynamic cap. All I need is a vessel. I got the oil. I got the miracle power. I just need a place to put it. I just need a place to put it. And I want to put them in me. I said put it in this house. Put it in this head. Put it in this mouth. God, I ain't much, but I'm a vessel. And the Lord is telling this conference, that's all I'm looking for. If you give me a vessel, I'll give you the oil. 
Sit down here. Calm yourself. I don't have anything save a pot of oil. Pot of oil. Watch this now. Then he said, Yeah. Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. You want a miracle? Now, I'm trying not to be rude to bishops here. And assistant bishops here. You want a miracle? I don't know how plain I can get for you. You want a miracle? Why don't you get off your backside? There ain't no preacher can produce the jazz you need. Stop chasing all these windstorms. If you want a miracle, you can help yourself to a miracle. Whatever you realize that you're deficient in, get off your backside and go get something that God can pour something into. The woman helped God in the miracle. Said, I ain't got nothing but a little jug of oil here. Read on, Rev. Boy, not a few. Don't borrow a few. And because, without... Wait a minute. Let me preach. Because you, you determine. Now listen to me. I don't say no junk. Everything I say is good. So listen. You determine the magnitude of your miracle. That. Let, me, let me try it again. You determine the depth, the height, the breadth of the magnitude of your own miracle. The preacher said, how much of a miracle do you want? Get a lot of vessels. Some of us want a miracle, but we give God a pint-sized quarter in our souls. I'm telling you, son, I'm doing everything I know how to do to empty my ignorant carcass out of any debris. Read for me, Rev. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all these vessels. Because the miraculous things happen in the personal sphere. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. Full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons. Yeah, now she got the whole family involved. Uh-huh. And brought Wait them. a minute, I'm going to just nail something down here. Some of you dudes that cater to your little rotten kids... You need to just get their carcass in jail or put them in church, one or the other. You ought not let tell your little 15-year-old brat that they've decided they're going to play ball. They don't want to go to church. Honey, if you're feeding that little bum and you're clothing that little bum, you're responsible for that kid to go to the house of God. tell you that God's going to require an answer of you for the children that open the womb are the heritage of the Lord now I'm not trying to be ugly just plain little 14 15 year old kid little snot box all of a sudden going that's God I won't go to church tough break you little creep get your clothes on my dad was an old German made out of iron ore and steel he died lost without God but even when I was 22 he could beat me up when I was 26 he could knock me down 
There was only two rules in the house. His rule and his rule. Now I know it sounds humorous, but there is a scourge among us. And it's not because our kids are devils. It's because the spirit of the creditor, the spirit of the world, is wanting to rape the souls of our offspring and steal them away. They don't belong in rock concerts. They don't belong in honky-tonks. They belong to the Lord. They are the heritage of the Lord. We've got to raise them. We've got to raise them. We're responsible to keep them in the presence of God. Sit down a minute, please. Calm yourself here. Calm yourself. I'm trying to get, I ain't got to my sermon yet. No, we're talking about sons. Yeah. Go ahead, Rev. Who, these sons brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. She poured it out. They and, brought the vessels. Watch this. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, full that she said unto her son. Now she got inspired. Yes. Sometimes when you hear some miraculous direction, you don't get very inspired because reason always attacks faith. That's exactly right. I wish if you don't hear anything I say, hear this. It's time for us to go past our senses. You got five senses, sweetie pie. You know what God gave them to you for? To contact matter. You see, you hear, you touch, you taste, you smell. Those are your five senses. They belong to the natural man. They cannot contact spirit. And for you and I to communicate and reason with any of our five senses about spiritual truth is total ignorance. It's like trying to ask your nose to hear. Trying to ask your eyes to taste. The spirit realm is the sixth sense. And you can only contact spirit by getting out of your senses into the spirit realm. That requires faith. You know, you're not getting it. Let me try again. You are a spirit. You are a spirit. You are not just a human being. You are a spirit. God is spirit. But you are a dead spirit if you've never been born again. There is no way for God to contact your dead spirit and for your dead spirit to contact him who is the living spirit. So what did God do? He condescended to give us words. And he put his divine energy, which is spirit and life, into words. So that words can be preached to you. And your intellect and your mind and your human spirit can wrestle with that. And you can say, by choice of human will, I believe. And when you believe that, and you mix in your spirit the word of faith, you can have a miracle. I'm telling you the truth. That's exactly. You know why God has so much trouble with human bimbos? Got any idea why? Humans are the only creatures made by God that were not made by the creative word of God. Everything in the universe was a result of God saying, "Let there be." Let there be. Let there be. They are results of divine energy. They automatically obey because of the nature of their creation. But God formed man. He did not speak man into existence. He formed.
from matter that was already created by his word and he breathed in him the breath of life listen to me that's what makes the gospel the most exciting message because when you are born again you are begotten by the word now you can obey God did you hear me you're begotten by the word for the first time in your life you can obey the creator up till that time you're just a dead spirited rebel that's why the Lord said the donkey in the stall knows its creator the sheep here knows its creator the birds and the fowls of the air knows creator but my children Israel my sons my daughters they don't know me why they were never begotten by the word but you're under grace and so now God gives you a preacher to bust you between the eyes, to slap you upside the head, to wrench your heart, to bring balm of Gilead to you. And you don't like the preacher? Beware of folks who do not frequent the house of God regularly and give you the statement, well, I can study at home. I'm as spiritual as you is. Honey, my spirituality is not your criteria for the rapture. It doesn't matter if I'm a carnal jerk. We're going to be judged by the Word of God. And the Word said, go to church. And the Word said, return your tithe. And the word said, get sacrifice offering. And the word said, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. When you feel like it and when you don't. When you had an argument with mama, doesn't matter. You're going to bless the Lord at all times. You're going to exalt him and magnify him. Whether you had a cruddy day or not, because God don't have no cruddy days. tell you something he's waited all day sometimes for some of us to come to the house of God because he's been cursed he's been damned his name's been used in filth and debauchery he waits all day for his blood-bought word-begotten children to come to the house of God we ought to give it the best we got we ought to exalt and magnify him until we fall slap over I gotta go. Try to. 15 minutes, I try to bring this to a close. Read. Bring me yet a vessel. Now, now, she's, now she's hooked in the miracle concept. That's all it takes for this miracle stuff is a vessel. Let's get a vessel. When it first started, I thought that vessel stuff was stupid. What do you need a bunch of empty vessels when you only got a pint of oil? But now when she saw the miracle working through obedience, she gets inspired and says, let's go to Publix. Let's go to the A&P. Let's go to the factory. Where's the vessel factory? Get a semi. Get a three-ton truck. Get me some vessels. The oil's moving. Wait a second, come on. We got to go. No more cheerleading. We got to go. Read. Bring me yet a vessel. Yeah. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. There ain't no more. And the oil stays. Stop. When the vessels were not available, the flow stops. 
That's why you can have a church of 50, 500, or 1,000, and the same few people always get drunk up. Because the other vessels are full of junk. And the other vessels ain't interested. You ever notice how the same wackos are all the time getting after it? Therefore, you want to, but you sit next to some cemetery plots with faces. No vessel. I want to be a vessel. I'm going to present my vessel. I'm going to give God a vessel that He can pour in the oil because all He needs for a miracle is an empty vessel. I'm going to tell you what if you want a miracle, the oil is here. Sit down just one more minute. Said the oil stopped. The oil stopped when there wasn't any place to put the power. Now stay with me a second. You go to the grocery store, you buy groceries. You know what they give you? A sack. The sack is important as the purchase. Brother Spears, the product needs the bag. Would you like to buy $75 worth of groceries and they gave them to you in your arms? Here's the peas, here's the carrots, here's the turkey, here's the eggs, here's the bag of ice, here's the 7-Up. What do you say? Ain't you got a bag? I need a place. Watch me now. I know it sounds kind of dumb, but it's going to fly in a second. I need a place to put the product. My God, I went to the restaurant. I asked him for a cup of hot tea. I didn't ask him for tea. I said, give me a cup of hot tea. Because I don't want just tea, because it might pour it in my hand. I don't ask for water. I want a glass of water. Yeah. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. We're all talking, God, give me the power. God, give me the anointing. And God is saying, give me a vessel. Give me a vessel. Give me a vessel. Just give me a vessel. You give me a vessel, I'll give you the anointing. Take a minute and worship. Time's running. 
Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Here's my buddy Earl. Could you imagine ordering a pepperoni pizza and a man comes to your house and says, Ding dong, Domino's pizza. And he walks up to your door holding a pizza like this. Saying, we've ran out of boxes. That stupid little 39 cent piece of cardboard takes on a tremendous value. While you have mozzarella cheese and your sloppy ooey gooey tomato and a pepperoni slopping all over your drawers and your shoes, you're saying, ain't you got a box? wanting a vessel to put the power in. All a vessel's got to do is be clean and be empty. Sit down a second. Watch this. I want you to I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. Now, now I'm gonna just take a 30-minute commercial. I'll be back. Commercial, I'll be back with the program in a minute. But I'm hyper as a cat that's on drugs. I'm gonna tell you why. My little babies are all here. This is Uncle Jeff's crew right here. This 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 little gal. Karen and Kathy. This little Kathy that all you cats been watching, she kind of... She is the Lutheran Church's choir director who came into our service one Sunday night and the power of God kind of went... And she hit the ground talking in tongues. You ain't got to be raised in this. All you got to do is be hungry. All you got to do is be empty. All God wants to do is find a place to put the oil. The miracle's looking for a vessel. The miracle's looking for a vessel. Sit down a second. I need to take a few minutes to explain something to you. you got, I got to explain something to you. Now I'm going to have to go so fast so you understand how important the vessel is. Now, now stay with me because I'm going to, I look stupid, but I ain't stupid. I'm going to go way, I'm going to go way beyond you now. Way on the other side of a black hole. I'm going to be way out there. You just grab onto my coattail. We're going to go for a ride, Clyde. Just hold on. I'm going to show you something. When God put Adam on this planet, he was not a sharecropper. He was not a welfare recipient. 
He was not some bimbo trying to scratch out a living with corn. He was the monarch of this planet. He was God's vice regent ruler. The scripture says in three different places. In Psalms 115 and 16, he said, The heavens, oh, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth God has delivered into the hands of men. In Psalms 4, he said that God gave man dominion. In Genesis, the scripture says, 1 and 28, that he told Adam that you are the ruler, absolute ruler of this planet. Every living creature, every force of nature, every fowl of the air is subject to you. Now I want you to understand something. He had two things. The thing that gave Adam his authority was not like some people think, God. No, 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 no. God gave him his power because he had God's nature, which is life, purity, holiness, and power. What gave Adam his authority was he was born here. Now, now just do your angle shout. Just watch this. Aliens have no rights. Only homeborn have rights. Now watch me. Jesus tells us in his teaching in John 10 that the devil is a thief and a robber. You know why? Because a thief makes illegal entry. Now watch me. When Satan showed up in the garden, the bum was a trespasser. He was an alien. He was angel species, not born on the planet. Although he had power, he did not have authority to exercise that power. Now watch me. Adam got authority and Adam's got power. How's he going to release his authority and power? Words. Because he's made in God's image. And how does God release his authority and power? Words. And when that stupid devil came up and he incubated himself in the serpent. Why did he use the serpent? He needs a body. He just can't speak from the spirit realm. He must step into the realm where humans are. So he uses a serpent which was illegal. Adam should have said, you slime bucket, get off this planet. He could have left. He could have left. Stay with me now. The devil was not born here. He is therefore illegal. Now watch me. Jesus comes to the planet. And all hell is scratching its head. Saying, what's all this angel choir jazz over here in Jerusalem and Bethlehem? Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Watch me now. For unto you is born. God is the judge of all the earth. Satan's smart enough to know that God has to play by his own.
his own law and his own rules. And God could not violate his own declaration by coming in and just saving Adam. God himself couldn't step into that economy because he is spirit. So God says, you're right, Satan. I need to do this legally. Let me see if I can find me a little Jew virgin. I'm find me a, a vessel. Hey, lady, could I borrow your body for about nine months? You think I'm crazy? God searched everywhere trying to find a vessel to produce our salvation. He went to Zechariah, but Zechariah said, ignorant, the angel had to shut his dumb mouth. Because Zechariah had that faith that only reasons. How can this thing be? Well, you bimbo, you've been praying all the time for you and Liz to have a bambino. I'm going to give you one once you just accept it. No, I want you to explain it. I want you to explain it. I'm going to tell you, we're living in such a late hour. God ain't going to give you some prima donna explanation. You're just going to receive it, act upon it, believe it, and enjoy it. Just a few more minutes. I'm almost out of time. Watch this. Watch this. Read for me, Rev. Watch this. Hebrews 10, 4 and 5. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Hey, buddy. Watch this. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world. Watch what he said. He said. Watch what he said. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. Watch what he said. But a body. Listen to me. Not only is your initial salvation dependent upon God getting himself a vessel. Your eternal redemption and security is dependent on whether you let him use the vessel you got now. Go ahead. He said, but a body, a body has thou prepared me. Watch this. The Holy Ghost of God overshadows the virgin. It all involves human will. You don't want to be spiritual? God ain't going to throw you in a half Nelson and throw you down and say, Get spiritual. He'll just let you be a carnal jerk. He will. That's a tragedy of this unconditional security puke. That's a devil made bunch of foolishness. You know what unconditional security says? You got saved by your will, but once you got saved by your will, you ain't got no more will. But you do have a will. And if you want to walk away from God, you can walk away from God. And if you don't want to pray, you don't have to pray. You don't want to fast, you don't have to fast. You don't want to study worship, you don't have to. You just be a bimbo. Now stay with me just a second. Just a second. I know I'm your boy, your eyeballs are going. Watch this. So this little Hebrew kid's pregnant. She's kind of waddling around with a miracle. <laughs> Say what you want to. I'm going to tell you something, honey. When you're holding a miracle and you, you walk different. 
ready for some more? When you're holding a miracle, you watch the way you dress. When you've got a miracle inside you, you're very particular about what you ingest. And when you've got a miracle inside you, you constantly listen to the doctor's orders. Say, 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 say. Out of time, out of time. Now watch this. So, this little Hebrew kid's going to have a bambino. You talk about a birthday party. Little old Hebrew kid lays down over there in the straw. Going to have a miracle. But God ain't going to let this miracle go unnoticed. He sends a choir that has been practicing one line of a song for 4,000 years. And they're behind the curtain. And I just see the angels. Mm. Now, boss. No, no, a few more minutes. Come on, banjos. Come on, piccolos. Come on. That's it. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. How you, how's Mary doing? Not yet. Wait, wait, just wait a couple more minutes. She, did she have it? Did she, she had it? She got it? She, okay, the curtain opened up. Billions of angels stepped onto the scene and said, Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. For unto you is born. Unto you is born. Unto you is born. In the city of David, a Savior. legal right to redemption now because God has incarnated himself in a legal body sit down sit down can I have just the Bible says in John 5 I ain't got time to go for us John 5, 26, 27. That's your homework. You read it. 5, 26, 27. He says, the Father has given me authority over all flesh. But listen how he says. Because I am the Son of Man. Now you got to get it, Holy Roller. God, when he walked in the man Christ Jesus, did not operate as deity. you got to get this. Because this is where we've got a block in our brain. He said, oh, that was Jesus. Honey, you got Jesus. What you need to understand, Acts 10, 38, that God anointed the man Jesus with the Holy Ghost who went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Jesus was an anointed man. He was not just deity in disguise. He was a man anointed with the same Holy Ghost that you have. That's why he said, what I do, you can do. You think I'm kidding you? Watch this. He walks in in Luke 4, about 32 through 36. He's an idiot in the synagogue with the devil. And watch what the idiot says. What you said today, Reverend. What do we got to do? What do we got to do with you? 
We know who you are. The Holy One of God. Watch this, watch this. You got to get it. The devil was saying to Jesus, in essence, Hey, what are you doing here? Now, I'm a rebel. I'm a thief and a robber. I wasn't born here. I'm a trespasser. I'm a transgressor. I'm in this economy illegal. But that's my nature. I'm just a jerk. You're the God of all the earth. You can't do this. What are you doing here? Watch what Jesus smiles and says. Oh, I, I, I was born here. And when he finished telling that, he said, shut your mouth and come out of it. Now listen to me. When man sinned, he lost two things. He lost his authority, which came from being born here. And he lost his power because he lost the nature of God. That's why we are absolutely one million percent correct. When we tell people water baptism in Jesus' name and the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a new birth. It restores to us spiritual authority and spiritual power because we are born from that world to operate in this world. Okay, I'm finished right now. You know what Jesus was doing, sweetie, when he walked this planet? He was the royal real estate man. He was the house hunter from heaven. He was checking out the real estate. He wasn't just healing sick folks and teaching neat little sermons about mustard seed and fishers' nets. He was looking for vessels because at Acts 2, the oil was going to flow. We have become God's house. We are God's holy of holies. You know what the scripture calls it in Corinthians 6? No, you're not that your body is the temple, but that word is veos. And that word veos means the holy of holies. No, you're not that your body has become the secret dwelling of the Shekinah of Jehovah. Your body. Don't give me that charismatic puke. God don't care what his house looks like. Don't you tell me that. You are God's house. Ye are the Lord's holy house. If ye that bear the vessels of the Lord are holy, how much more we who are the vessels of the Lord should be holy. One more minute. Thank you. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not, believe me, believe me. I'm not trying to preach for your response. Believe me, I'm not. I, I just, this thing is eating on me. Satan, Satan hates your body. Why do you think Satan tried to kill Moses? Because for God to have a redeemer for Israel, he needed a body. So he sent the bambino floating down the Nile. Why do you think old lady Potiphar tried to seduce Joseph from his integrity? Because Israel's redemption that would come up in a few years couldn't just be declared from the heavens. God would need a body. 
Why do you think Saul tried to kill David all the time? Because Satan is always after that body which God can work through. Why do you think your flesh is always tempted with immoral thoughts or immoral feelings or lust of the flesh? Or booze or cigarettes or drugs or whatever. What do you think the devil's doing to our kids with the rock music and the sex and the porno crud and the lesbians and the fags and the queers? Yeah, that's all a spirit. He can't do nothing against the oil. He can't touch the oil. The oil threw him out of heaven. He knows the power of the oil. But he's trying to get your body. He's trying to cripple your body. He's trying to ruin your body. you're not that your body is the temple of the oil present your bodies a living sacrifice five minutes there oh my mama watch this this is so neat this is so neat God have mercy. Now watch this. When Jesus was born, what did the devil do, Nathan? Tried to kill his body. Herod hunted him down. Chased him clear into Egypt. Why? Got to get that body. When he was in the wilderness and the devil dealt with him and showed him all the kingdoms in some type of uh, panorama overview or something. He said, all these kingdoms are mine. Now either Jesus was not God in the flesh or Jesus didn't know the devil was lying or the devil was telling the truth. Because he had received the authority for those kingdoms when, when Adam committed high treason in the garden. He transferred the authority of dominion to the devil. He lost his power, which was God's nation, nature through transgression. So he shows Jesus all these things. Why? Because he knows that in this body is oil that's going to bust his brains open. But he can't, watch me now, he can't get this body to even kneel. He said, if you'll just, you know what he did? He just played his trump card. He said, let's just cut the garbage out. Here's why I'm here. I want your worship. Boom. And Jesus just looked at him and said, nope. So for the next few years, Satan is on attack of the body. Trying to stone him. Trying to kill him. Trying to insult him, trying to make his mind depressed and discouraged. Will you also go away? Don't think you're a virgin territory because you feel depression. My God, he healed everything walking in shoe leather. When he started Sunday school, he had 120. He fed 25,000 plus people at one sitting. He only had 120 in Sunday school. Stop sucking your thumb. And finally, they crucified Jesus. Crucified him, did they not? You know what hell did? Whoa! Bless God. Got rid of the body. Now, now, now. Now, I like that two-step you did the other night, Doc. I've been praying for that for years. I have. I have. I'll just tell you right to your kisser. I'm praying for every general board member to do the Watusi once in a while. It set a general conference on fire to watch the whole general board start dancing and shaking and bouncing around. We need to respond to the word of God. 
We need to react to the Lord. We don't need any politicians. We need praisers. We need demonstrators. We need worshipers.